Welcome back to Chord of Three podcast. We are so thankful for those of you that have been listening and we have received um, lots of encouragement, kind words um, about the different episodes that you listen to. And um, that has been uh, an encouragement to us. So thank you for those of you that have taken the time to do that and reached out to us. Yes, thank you. I've had several people like, when are you posting your next one? <laughs> this is about all my schedule can handle. It's one <laughs> a week. <laughs> right now, anyway. Man. But it is fun. We are enjoying it yeah. each time as we, you know, ponder and think through the week what we're going to talk about and bring to the table. And again, we hope that as you listen, you're able to use some things we say, uh, maybe it makes you think, maybe it makes you have conversations with people. Um, that's our goal. Maybe it'll make you laugh a little. We hope so. We hope so. We Definitely. laugh a lot. We laugh at each other a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. You're I mean, funny looking and I'm funny. Well, yeah. Just kidding. You just can't drive. You okay, can't that's see. not what we're talking about tonight. That can be another podcast. That can be another podcast. Hey, how about all these NFL games this weekend? And I'm not. Now, we are a sports family. If you know us, you know that, obviously, with FCA and ministry and what we do. I'm not a big NFL. Wait till March Madness. March Madness. Oh, yes, it's coming. Yes, March Madness. But I will have to say, I have thoroughly enjoyed the NFL games this weekend. They have been awesome. Yes, just to me, I said, this is the way it should be, that you really have your top teams that are well-matched, offense, defense. But we've made the comment, and I don't, I haven't heard the stats on, you know, from the sportscasters. But everybody this weekend, the only home field advantage team that won was Kansas, Kansas City, City Chiefs. Yep. I thought they were weren't going to pull that one out. I mean, they had a phenomenal play with just a little bit of time left, and then here come the. Buffalo, Bills, Buffalo back. Bills back. Yeah, with a, matched it with another phenomenal play, and I was like, oh, no. But my homemates pulled it out in the yes, end. He, yes, he did. Yes, he did. But, that yeah, the other – I mean, Green catch. Bay lost at home. That – wow. Yeah. Some That's of my, not happened in a long some time. Some of my favorite teams – yeah. I mean, growing up in Atlanta area, mm-hmm. you know, they, you've always had the Atlanta Falcons, and I've always – been an Atlanta Falcons fan, it hasn't always been easy easy to be an Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, but outside of Atlanta, I've always mm-hmm. loved the Green Bay Packers, namely because their logo is the same as the University of Georgia logo. Oh, that But then sense. there's a lot of history. Um, with Green Bay, it's the frozen tundra, it's Vince Lombardi, it's all those yeah. things that, you know, they just rep. It's just a football. unique, yeah, it's just yeah. football, you know. Mm-hmm. And then 
I've always liked the San Francisco 49ers uh-huh. going back all the way to when Joe Montana, Joe Montana. and Steve Young mm-hmm. were quarterbacking. And then, um, uh, so those two teams have always been, you know, some of my go-to favorites. They play, that's who played each other. And so, yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm like, man, which one do I cheer for? You know, it's like, but um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a Green Bay fan. I love Green Bay Packer football. Um, and it's pretty cool, too, that there's a uh, one of their defensive backs, Chandon Sullivan, that plays there. He grew was, up here yeah, in Winder, wonderful. played here at Winder, and now he's playing the NFL. And, you know, it's pretty cool to see guys from our uh-huh. our area you know grow up and and play in big games like that but we saw uh, a couple of bulldogs and then we saw play. the saw matthew stafford, stafford just uh-huh. happy man, for him that was amazing uh-huh beating old tampa tom that Ooh. was phenomenal i mean he was coming back in brady-esque style though Ooh. yeah he did man um so yeah it was it was awesome it was probably some of the best NFL football that I've seen in a long time. I would so have I'm to really agree. looking forward to seeing what these championship games, the NFC and the yeah. AFC championships next week. We're really looking forward to seeing what mm-hmm. those are going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. So, but um, anyway, so tonight we're going to talk about uh, our one word. Okay. I have a one word. You have a one word. I'm going to share mine. You're going to share yours, or maybe you share yours, I'll share mine. And then um, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about a conversation that is really brewing in my heart and mind in regards to comfort versus contentment. Comfort versus contentment. Um, so, I am looking forward to us having uh, a little bit about that conversation too. There goes Lisa again. She's waving her hand like, "Hurry up, Spencer! Like, get this rolling." Oh, why do you do that? You just, you just need to say what you need to say and say it. Why well, do you like repeat yourself? And I didn't repeat myself. Okay. Okay. I just introduced everybody. Okay. What we're going to do? We're going to talk about our one word. You're verbose sometimes. I'm verbose. <laughs> I'm verbose. Or you, you're circuitous. You don't get circuitous. To the point. I'm gonna have to look that one up. I know. What does okay. that mean? Let's just keep going, okay? I'm circuitous. So you want to talk about our word? Is circuitous your word? No, it is not. But I do enjoy vocabulary. I can tell you enjoy vocabulary. No. I'm verbose and you, circuitous. Are those synonyms? Not necessarily, no. You mean if I were to look it up on dictionary.com, on my app, and if I were to look up verbose, it would not have in the thesaurus circuitous? Circuitous is the route How do you spell you circuitous? That's like you go all the way around your fist to get to your thumb. That's what that means. That's what that means? Yeah, the verbose is a lot of words. Okay. But circuitous is the route that I take. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's okay. I'm just trying to be succinct. 
I okay. like succinctness. Well, that's boring. No, it's not. People, people need... I mean, on one side, it's good to be succinct. Yeah. Be direct. Yes. Get from point A to point B. Yes. Quickest way is a straight line. <laughs> but sometimes I, I thought I thought you would like the story. Oh, I you're I do enjoy the story of things. That's why I think I want to get to the meat of it. Oh. Not the intro. I want the meat. Yeah, but this is the I know. This you is like, like the appetizer. Intro. Whatever. Oh, no, this is not advertisement. Appetizer. Oh, appetizer. Not advertisement. Good grief. My wife is not only going blind, she's going deaf. It's not the appetizer. Hey, this isn't to make fun of people. Oh, good heavens. Okay. Well, so before we get to that, I have been preparing for a backcountry trip, taking several of my team to... South Carolina tomorrow, and we will be in the backcountry of the western South Carolina mountains on a through hike from Devil's Fork State Park to Table Rock State Park. Probably looking at about a 21 mile total hike, um, and hoping and praying to get some to see some incredible summits and views. Uh, over in that part, I think we actually, there's a chance we might even actually hike into North Carolina for a brief amount of time and then back into South Carolina. But I was looking at the, I was looking at the trail, looking at the, uh, our direction of travel. It looks like we're going to stay under 3,500 feet elevation. So that's a good thing. If we got up a little higher, it's probably going to be a lot colder, <clears throat> but Anyway, I'm all packed up, ready to go. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. I'll be gone for three days. Spencer's been packing for a month. Uh, not a month. <laughs> he has had a lot of fun packing. I have had a lot of fun packing. But you did some nice things. You made some bags for each of your guys with some, yep. you know, just... Goodies. Goodies for them to have, but useful goodies for a trip Very. like this. And yeah. I hope it'll be a... A great experience for everybody. It's the growing. This is launching our learning. leadership journey mentoring mm -hmm. uh, uh, group that my staff identified. Hey, I want this person to be in this. I want this person to be in this. And I've got three different guys from my three different areas with FCA. And then Stuart McLean, our talent advancement guy, he's going with us as well. So there's going to be a total of five guys on this trip, and um, uh, and then we're working with my friend Nathan Hicks, uh, his ministry called Higher Ground Ministries, over in Rome, and uh, they have put together the package. They put together the trail. The, I mean the trip and uh, all of that, and they're providing a guy that's going to be our team lead uh, for the trip. So it's going to be. It's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable, um, especially at night when it's probably in the 20s. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to get a little chilly. Hopefully the wind will not be bad. Hopefully we won't have to run into any rain or anything. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm prepared, ready to go. 
and uh, weighed my pack. My pack weighs total pack right now, 28 pounds, which is really, really solid. That's a good lightweight. Probably gonna add a few more pounds with food and maybe a few other pieces of gear, but I've got my jet boil. I've got it packed. It's How ready to Christmas roll. Present? I got my, yes, I'm looking forward to that. So anyway, uh, speaking of. The jet bowl is so he can still have his coffee. Yeah. In the woods. I've got my pour over too. Mm-hmm. I've got my pour over system. Be able to make some. I mean, priorities, people. Absolutely. I mean, if, I, if I'm up at 2 a.m. in the morning because I can't sleep He's because of cold. He's going to drink some coffee. Then if I've got water right near me. I got my coffee, got my water. I'm going to drink some coffee. I'm going to get some, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm grateful for Jet Bull. I'm <laughs> grateful for coffee. I'm grateful for all those things. Speaking of grateful, you may just launch into our sure. one word. You tell your word. You me tell my word? Yeah. So my word is gratitude. My word is gratitude. Now, let me back up. So for the last several years, rather than doing resolutions, which I think resolutions die within the first two weeks of January and uh, nobody really sticks with them. But me uh, and our staff, really at the leadership of my boss, uh, he... uh, has always encouraged us to do a one word. What's your one word? And it was a really comes from a book that was written by John Gordon, Dan and Dan Britton. Dan's on staff with us with FCA, and they wrote a book together called uh, "The Your One Word," and talked about the power of that one word and the focus that it brings to to your life. And so that's something that we've done as a team for a lot of years. And now it's really just becoming something that I just do. I just know it at the end of each year, I'm already thinking about what is my one word for 20, for the next coming year. And when I started thinking about it late last year, uh, I had purchased a book from uh, from a lady by the name of Stephanie Jones. She's an author on Instagram. Her Instagram is at giving underscore gal. She's the giving gal. And she wrote this book on uh, the gratitude challenge. Um, and it's 41 days to a healthier, a happier, healthier, and more content life. And... I, I picked it up. I have not, I've really just been taking my time through it. I'm not flying through this. Mm-hmm. I really want it to be something that I do slowly, methodically, intentionally. Digesting it. And yeah, doing that. But then there are specific assignments that are, um, that are given at the end of each section mm-hmm. where you may like write a note to someone or you you have some level of activity that you're actually applying your gratitude mm-hmm. for and i think for me um just being grateful 
for all things and in all things, no matter what happens um, in this life, that I have much to be grateful for. And when I say much, I don't talk about, I'm not talking about material things. I do have material things, um, but it's not the material things that bring me happiness. It's not those things that bring me joy. Um, what it is that brings me joy is um, time with family, being able to give, uh, being able to serve, um, being able to be impacted by other people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just gr I'm grateful. And so I know that in this life, there are things that are going to suck. They're just not going to be fun. But you know what? I learn from it. I grow from it. And I'm been moving, and that's what I find. That's where I find gratitude. I'm like, okay. So have the word gratitude. It's this attitude of gratefulness, a mindset of gratefulness in my life. So that is that's my one word. And I'm using this book, The Gratitude Challenge, um, really to help me put application to my one word. Not just that it be one word that I just think about, but that I have some application. Um, I've, I've even heard of somebody doing, like in their journaling, they will make highlights. They will list highlights of their day. And those highlights of the day or an activity that they were involved in, they would list those in their journal and they would share those highlights uh, with um, either their teammates or friends or family or whomever. And it's just another way of being grateful and showing gratitude. So gratitude is my one word. And it was based off of, I don't have my Bible in front of me. Let me look it up. But it was based off of um, Colossians. Let me find it real quick. Um, what's your one word? As I look this up, what's your one word? Okay, my one word is trust. So kind of the same thing, not really making resolutions. And we've talked a lot about this, just us and our own family. But, you know, having a word for the year that is something we're meditating on um, throughout our Bible study and um, and really, what I really did was ask the Lord to, okay, show me areas that I need to trust you and give me opportunity to trust you more. So if you ask for that, God's going to do it. And it hasn't been, you know, always easy to trust him more. But I can see that he's putting things in front of me. He's giving me those opportunities that I ask him for to trust him. And when I was thinking, you know, at the beginning of the year, or at the end of last year, what my word would be that, I, I, you know, I was really saying, Lord, what is it that you want me to work on? 
Um, what are you trying to develop in me more with your spirit? And one of my favorite songs, and I was in and out of Christian school as I grew up, mostly in Christian school, but I did go to public school some. But in the Christian schools I was in, and in Bible school and church, one of my favorite songs was Trust and Obey. And For there's no other way. Yeah. But to ha be happy in Jesus. Yes. And to trust and obey. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's the two sides of the coin. You know, why would I want to obey someone if I don't trust them? I don't. But if I trust that he is good, he is God, his way is best, then it it, it's almost that it, it it is easier to obey mm. because of that trust. So anyway, I thought about that song, and um, and he did just lay it on my heart that trust was what he was going to work on me this year with, and uh, he is definitely doing that. Um, that I'm <laughs> having to trust him more. Yeah, he's trust doing him that. More. That's for sure. But it's been neat, even through the, the fasting and prayer that we've been doing with our church and just other personal readings in my Bible. It, it seems that that word or um, expressions of trust or um, definitions of trust or examples of trust continue to pop up. And I just think God does that. I think that's cool. Probably like, you know, with you and with gratitude and gratefulness and um. Yeah, that uh, that passage that um, I was looking up at Second Corinthians four uh, fifteen. Um, let's see. This is uh, in the ESV version. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Um, as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. And, you know, in that case, the thing about gratitude is that, and with trust, is that God is glorified when we express gratitude to Him, and He is glorified when we trust Him. And our gratitude is really an act of trust, uh, or a response to right. that trust. So that's pretty cool. Well, my I was going to say, my verse, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. You know, and I, that's a verse that a lot of us know. And again, that was something I learned in all growing up. But I don't want it to just be one of those trite little verses that I can quote. Like, I really want to do that. I really want to trust Him with everything. Um and trust Him more and deeper um, every day and acknowledge, you know, what He does when I do trust Him. 
that's fine. That's good. That's good. So this book that I'm reading, mm -hmm. 41 Days to a Happier, Healthier, and More Content Life. Mm -hmm. So in my Bible reading um, the other day, I was really convicted about something. It was Hebrews uh, Hebrews 13, 5, that said um, to be free from the love of money and to be content with everything you have. And then it goes into, here's why. And in that passage, it says, you know, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, that being God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? All right. And in that, in that statement in Hebrews, in that truth in Hebrews, it was just a reminder of why not love money. Um, and that was because God has promised he will never leave you or forsake you. In other words, money makes a terrible God. Things make a terrible God. They will... They will fade away, they die, um, it, you're not always going to have them and have it, but yet God is calling us to be content in Him, in a relationship with Him, and in Him there's total contentment and peace, and, and He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. There's nothing that man can do to you. And it's just a beautiful reminder for me that, I mean, the Lord is my helper. He is my peace. He, he eliminates all my fear. Um, and so I've had this question about, all right, let's, you know, comfort versus contentment comfort versus uh contentment and so i'm really just been thinking about what the difference is is there a difference between comfort and contentment um and if so what is that difference so what do you think hmm. i think I think both words have connotations. Mm -hmm. So this is just my thinking, but comfort maybe has a connotation of maybe I've arrived at a destination. I can maybe take it easy. Um, Maybe contentment, I think, has the connotation. There's not really a 
end destination. It's just maybe that peace all along the journey okay. that you have with you. All right. Um, I don't think anywhere in Scripture, not in my studies, have I ever found where God promised or Jesus said or that it was noted that we as believers in our relationship with Christ would have comfort. Now, he is the comforter. Yeah, but that's... And brings comfort. Yeah. But I, I don't know that there's any place that promises a life of comfort or yeah. times of comfort or... Yeah, the, the comfort that we're talking about there is because um, what what Jesus is talking about, the great the comforter... Yes, and that he will send... And he yes, will send the comforter. Spirit. Yes. It's because we're broken and we are grieving and we're hurting and we need comfort to our souls. Souls, yes. It's not that... But not comfort with my outward... Yeah. With my lifestyle. Like with your lifestyle. With my, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No, that... Or my job or my... I yeah. Mean, I just, I don't believe it's in Scripture. Right. But there are many Scriptures that talk about contentment. I mean, yep. you know, He Himself, Jesus said, I'm the living water and I'm the bread of life. Mm-hmm. That he gives us everything we need for life and godliness. Yep. Like, that's it. I mean, you go back to the Old Testament and the Hebrews, Yahweh, the great I am. I am, and you could put a blank there and fill in the blank with whatever you need. That is what he is. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the thing. Um, as I'm thinking about as I think about comfort, uh-huh. nothing grows in comfort. If, if there's a if if you're in a comfortable life, um, weeds that, grow. <laughs> yeah, I would weed, correct you, and I'd say weeds. Yeah, weeds. And the stuff you don't want grows. Mold. Yes. Yeah, mold. Um, that'll grow yes. in comfort. Yeah, there's not a lot of good things that but are just going to grow right. in comfort. You're not going to, it's not going to be fruitful and produce. Yeah, nothing, yes. Yes. And comfort. No, yeah, I mean, um, like I, I was, I've read some books and um, was reading the Beth Moore book and um, just, I'm very interested in, you know, vineyards and how vineyards, uh, there's a lot in scripture about vineyards and he's the vine dresser and Mm -hmm. you know the comparisons and the parallels and and scriptural principles we can pull from um him as the gardener but reading about the vineyards you really need it on a hill and you really need some rocky Hmm. a little a little bit now you don't put it in you know a rock quarry but 
um, you need some different soils. You need some pebbles and stones, and that's for part of the drainage and mm. for the roots to take place. But yeah, it, it's it, it wouldn't be what you think is a flat, lush, necessarily. Yeah, that's a lot of up and down on them vineyards. It is. Uh huh. The good ones that produce the yeah. good grapes, the quality grapes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then That's they got to maintain it. That's a lot of work. It's a lot so of work. Comfort versus contentment. Yeah. So I, I, I read this the other day, and this is really kind of what got me thinking about contentment and comfort, um, along with that passage of scripture in Hebrews. But I, I recently heard somebody, uh, or I recently read this. It was, it was this. Stop talking to God about your mountains mm -hmm. and start talking to your mountains about God. That's I was good. like, oh, what are my mountains? And I wrote out a few things. I'm like, there's more to what I just wrote out. What is it? What's the root? of this mountain and what i wrote down was are you meaning mountains that keep you from being content well no i'm talking about what are some mountains that i face personally that um i i need to overcome i need to get better at i need to get stronger i need to be more disciplined i need to be okay um i was trying to figure out how you're tying this in with so well, I'll, I'll explain. Oh, okay. So let's just use let's just use food for example. Mm -hmm. All right. Now I've been on a weight loss journey. I've lost right. a lot of weight over the last seven months, and but before I started working out and doing all my nutrition coaching and all this, um, it didn't really matter what I ate. I didn't really monitor what my nutrition was. I wasn't paying it any attention and I wasn't giving my body the attention that it needed and I had ballooned up to 240 pounds. I'm five foot seven. There's no reason I need to be 240 pounds. No reason at all. But the problem was is that food uh -huh. for me, although it's something that you physically got to have, but Food for me was a mountain and has been a mountain because it, it was taming me rather than me taming it. It was comfort. And yeah, it was comfort. Mm. And part of it, it really goes back to a lack of contentment. Mm. Yeah. So the, so the real mountain was discontentment mm. in my life. And food was a part of that and there are other things mm -hmm. that we've that you and I've talked about privately but the 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 discontentment was the mountain the big mountain that that I'm that I was facing that I had that I face and what I wrote down was this this is what I wrote down in my journal this was um yesterday in my journal entry on January the 22nd. And, it, and what I wrote down 
was this. The lack of contentment is the driver behind all decisions, good or bad. If I am not content with my weight, I have two roads I can choose. I can choose the road of comfort or I can choose the road of discomfort. Nothing grows in comfort, nothing. Nothing except mold. However, in discomfort, things die. They push through the soil, they grow, and they produce fruit. If I am not content with the lack of stuff or things, I have two roads to choose, credit or cash. Nothing grows on credit except the creditor and your debt. <laughs> However, cash, when you invest it wisely, basically bury it, let it die, all right? It pushes through the soil, it grows and produces fruit exponentially. So here's the difference, and this is what I wrote. Here's the difference between contentment and comfort. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. The difference between contentment and comfort is discipline and coaching. Discipline and coaching. Discipline, this is what I wrote down. Discipline is the practice of consistency and truth. Knowing the truth, your current reality, and it's practicing the, it is, pr discipline is the practice of consistency and truth, knowing your current reality and doing something about it. Coaching is being coachable and open to receive critique and counsel on how to do something better. Comfort is the enemy of discipline and coaching. It does not seek growth. It is satisfied. Contentment is the ally of discipline. It is the denial of self and finds satisfaction not in the temporal, but in the eternal. That's the difference. Comfort is the enemy of discipline. Contentment is the ally of discipline. And, and contentment is a denial of self, especially when it comes to the eternal peace, because, because God's saying, I will never leave you or forsake you. Um, there, you have nothing to fear. There's nothing the man can do to you. So find your contentment in me. So the discipline to find contentment in the Lord is to trust. Going back to your one word is to trust. Is to trust his word. Mm. Discontentment does not trust God's word. Discontentment leads us to this place of comfort. A lot of times. Um, so those are just some things that I had, I, I just journaled, I thought, and I'm like, you know what? This is an area of growth that I know that I need. I know that I'm growing in and, and I need to get better in some areas. Um, especially where I sense discontentment and recognize it and understand that 
uh, that Scripture is telling me to be content with what I have. Be free from the love of money, or in my case, be free from the love of things. I love gadgets. I love things. You know, little things. I mean, we were at the store yesterday. Yeah, technology stuff. I mean, we were at the store yesterday and looking for stuff, getting ready for this trip that I'm going on. And I'm getting all distracted because I'm seeing all this new stuff out there that captures my attention and I'm not focused on what, you know, I really went in there to go buy. And all of a sudden inside of me, I'm going, I don't have that. I could use that. And the truth is, no, I could figure out another way to, to accomplish that without spending 150 bucks. Well, I think that, you know, we all could say that we, and if we're honest, that there is some discontentment in our life. And recognizing it, like you said, is the first step, right? Mm-hmm. I, John Maxwell said, anything wor- worthwhile is uphill. So that's going to go against comfort. Um, and then uh, it, it's also been said that... So if you, you think about that, anything worthwhile is uphill. we got to not just stay in a comfortable place, but again, that we're relying and giving complete dependence upon Jesus as our everything, our source for it all. Um, but too many times people have uphill dreams. They want to, you know, don't want to be comfortable. And I, right. I want to be up there with Jesus, but they have... Um, downhill habits. Yeah. So that makes me think we have to recognize it and then we have to take some steps to not give in to those downhill habits that keep us stuck in comfort, that keep us from pushing uphill, that keep us from um, going deeper into a dependent relationship with Him. Yeah. And finding our contentment, that yeah. soul satisfaction in Christ alone. Yeah, that's good. That's that's good. And 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 I know. I mean, I know I personally have downhill habits. You know, I think we all. I mean, if we, we were really, do. I think we all do. Sure. And if we were to really take a good hard look at our individual lives and who we are and how we operate. Every one of us has downhill habits. We all have those uphill dreams, Mm -hmm. but the, the ones who accomplish those dreams, they overcome those downhill habits. Mm -hmm. They recognize them and they do something about it. Mm -hmm. And it ain't easy. It's hard. Change is hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard, it and is. Um, but it's necessary. But it's necessary. It is necessary. You're right. So well, that was a pretty good conversation. It was. I hope that um, 
if you haven't picked a word for the year, you still can. Yeah. We're not too far into January, oh, no. so we would encourage you to do that. Ask the Lord to reveal um, something to you that can be your word for the rest of 2022. And, um, yeah, let's all uh, maybe take a moment uh, and ask Him to reveal areas of discontentment to us as well. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word. And if you do come up with a one word. We'd love to hear your one word. Let us know what your one word is. If you have our cell phone number, just text it to us. Um, Or you can always uh, connect with us on our Instagram. Um, uh, it's It's at cord of three, cord underscore of underscore the number three. And you can uh, shoot us your one word that way. Um, There's always email. But why email when you can text? So, but thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. thanks again. And we look forward to being with you again next week.